Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Heavy Remchuk. Your one-stop shop for all things Oilers. Game day. <laughs> Thank you. For- oh my God. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to come on and say it. Good idea. Not our best execution as a crew. But <laughs> nope. That's okay. And, and Jay's not here as well. Jay, your thoughts. Uh, welcome in. Do oil. loves them. Yeah, Jay always does like him. Uh, all right, oh. welcome. Oh, hey, Jay's here. <laughs> New intro. New intro. Okay, reset. We'll, we can reset. I thought 12.01 was the time. It's 12.02. 12.02. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how they get you. Liam, Liam, I don't want to spill your coffee, buddy. Wasp. Uh, all right, welcome into Oilers Nation. Every day we are streaming to you live on the Oilers Nation YouTube and live from the Sports Closet Studio. Isn't it festive in here? I feel a little bit of snow is getting me into the move or mood, mood. into the right into the move. Oh right into well, the... I was thinking, oh, it's a really good move. And anyways, let's move along from that. Thank you, Liam. Uh, the Finning Cat YouTube chat. <laughs> you guys are bumping. The blank project is in. It's finally a game day. Yes, it is finally a Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of the show. The Oilers after their what? Six day hiatus, five day hiatus. They are back in action tonight, hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. And you let me know if you think this is a stretch or not. All right. I'm just going to come out and say this. Let's do it. This six game homestand will define the Oilers season. I mean, yes. Like we're all excited because they've won four in a row. That's awesome. Very cool. But as I pointed out yesterday on the show, they are 30th in the NHL. Like, <laughs> yeah, not exactly out of the woods, <laughs> but that we must have games in hand. Okay, I'll sort by points percentage. Yeah. They are 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, 27, 26th in the NHL. So that's promising. A little bit better. So is this homestand important? Yes, but like we can't go in with expectations that they go six and oh. But if they go one, four, and one, this stuff's over. That's yes. Like it's it's worse. It's still fickle. It, it we are that's just thin what I mean. ice. Yeah. And I bet you if you go to a lake in northern Alberta, it is thin ice. Do you think it's even frozen? I really want. I really want to go ice fishing later this month on ice and not in a boat. Like I really, really do. So I'm. I am wishfully thinking, and I could be just, just like I have as an Oilers fan, wishfully thinking. (laughs) I could be ice fishing. I've never been ice fishing. 
I've never been fishing. Well, I got buddies. Oh, wow. Really? That's a bit. Uh, is that surprising? That doesn't surprise me yeah, at all, yeah. actually. Yeah. No, no. Uh, some of my friends call it ice sitting. Ice drinking. <laughs> ice drinking. Because uh, sometimes you just, it's just, you know, you get in the tent with your buddies and you just. I was going to say, you have a, you have to have a tent, right? Well, you got to have a tent. Because yeah. then it can be minus 30 out. You don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. there would be no and fun. It's nice and toasty and warm. And like, if you catch a fish, it's by accident. But I, I, I like to try to catch one still. I like to try to juggle both like the fishing aspect and the ice fishing and the ice drinking aspect. But it, it is a great way to enjoy a uh, spiked coffee or a, even a cold beer. Not a, yeah. A cold even beer. when it's cold out. Well, when you're in the tent. Fair enough. Heating it up, heating it up amongst your bros, you know, the body heat. That body heat. Real steamy. All right, Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day. Oilers taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. The last time these two teams met, the Oilers were, yeah, it wasn't great. It was a 6-3 loss for the Oilers, a game where they were ran out of the building. Yeah, they were ran out of the building in the first, what, 12 minutes of that hockey game. You definitely can't allow that to happen. At the time, it was the Oilers' third consecutive loss. But what have they done since that point? They've turned it around. A 5-0 win against Washington. 8-2 over the Ducks. 5-4 in a shootout over Vegas, and then a 3-1 third period comeback victory over the Winnipeg Jets. And now there's been this long layoff here for the Edmonton Oilers. And I think that's a really, really interesting spot. Um, On one hand, I go, they had so much momentum. Yes. Maybe we should put a poll in the YouTube chat. Is the six-day layoff going to be good or bad for the Oilers? Because on one hand, you had all that momentum, right? Four wins in a row. You probably, to some extent, would have liked to jump right back into things, given the context of... Chris Knobloch taking over as head coach, basically not having back-to-back, uh, not having back-to-back days off at all. Cause I think they're one set had a PA mandated day off. No, no practice time. They're going to be able to do, they're going to be able to practice. Um, I think that could help them. I think it could allow Knobloch to, to establish himself and establish some systems a little bit more. Yeah, Although Frank Saravalli is going to yeah. join the show. Oh, wow. Let's go. We got Let's Frank. Go. We got Frank. He's been breaking big oiler stories as of late. So giddy up. Uh, yep. That's uh, I'm excited to talk to him about it. Me too. Um, but anyways, just back to the Oilers thing. We put the poll. Is the layoff good or bad? 57% of you so far voting on that poll. You're being optimistic. That's good. Yeah. So I think it's good in the sense of luck. Like this coaching staff is all in new roles besides Glenn Gullitson, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got coffee working this with the blue line now, which has gone very well. Knobloch just being the new head coach and now Mark's doing in this, this new role as the penalty kill guy. Yeah, I think having these practices is actually pretty critical and a really good time for it all to kind of come around. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The only, the only risk of, of when you take long layoffs is just they, you lose that sense of pace. Yes. Uh, and like when, you when, when you're rolling, like you get in the routine of just, oh, okay, well, I'm going to be at NHL pace, like right at puck drop. Like there's always that worry that there's going to be a little bit of a slog. Mm-hmm. Uh, before they, you know, get that sense, get their legs underneath them. And it's just as long as they can defend during that slog period and come out of it, you know, one, one, zero, zero, or down one, like, and then, you know, take, get back to where they were, uh, before the six day break. That's oh, that's the only risk I have ever see about a long break. Like, we all know, like, it was clearly evident Connor was hurt. Mm-hmm. So, like, more time and rest for him on that, Very even good. though like, he's been playing good, is good. Like, and I'm sure there's other guys battling things. So, like, there's a lot of positive from it. So, it's just getting them to get their game pace back. 
hundred percent. Uh, we got our charm diamond game notes coming up in a little bit. Sherwood Ford giant keys to victory for Sherwood Ford, the giant and Sherwood power sports and Marine your takes on the Finning cat YouTube chat as well. It is a loaded, loaded show, but there is some significant off ice news happening or off ice stories to track mm. with the Edmonton Oilers is a good way to put it. Uh, Frank Cervalli was all over it yesterday. Let's get to the star mechanical guest line for Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company and head out to Philadelphia where Frank Cervalli is out of the rain that existed in Seattle and back home in PA. Uh, Frank, <laughs> Philip Broberg, that certainly took a bit of a turn. Uh, what's the latest between him and the Oilers? Yeah, I don't think there's any turn. Um, the, no, I just meant like, a week ago, we were sitting here being like, ah, Jack Campbell. And like, that was it. Then all of a sudden yesterday you hit us with Roberg searching for a trade. Like it just, it kind of, at least from my perspective, came out of nowhere. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of frustration that's been bubbling there. I, I mean, just look at his games played the last, you know, season and a half. It's a lot of healthy scratches that are mixed in. You see a player who obviously is young, was highly touted, has a lot of talent but has had a crisis of confidence, I think, as a result. And so then now you're on to your second coaching staff who clearly doesn't have trust in him. And more than that, the Oilers are in a spot where every game matters. Every night matters. They can't afford to give Philip Roberg the rope or opportunity now to try and find his game again. It's not a fishing expedition. And that's the spot that they're in is they're not really able to accommodate what he needs at this exact moment in time. And he's kind of frustrated and is saying, I'd like to get a change of scenery here. I'd like to mix it up. Looking at a guy who hasn't even played a hundred NHL games, never mind, hasn't had a ton of success in those NHL games. And granted, you know, maybe a bit of a chicken and egg debate. We talked about this yesterday with Gazdick, and he told the story about his relationship with McClellan, where he was like, Hey, I understand you want more ice time, but if you played better, I would give you more ice time. And I feel like that's almost similar to this Broberg thing where like, Vinny DeHarnay came in and grabbed that third sparing, third pairing spot by the horns and really hasn't let go. We've never seen a stretch like that from Philip Broberg. So with all that in mind, Frank, what's his value? Like, are there teams interested in this guy? Like we saw the Sens put Lassie Thompson on waivers earlier this year, and he was taking 10 picks after Broberg. Yeah, I mean, is are there teams interested? Yes, there are. Um, the issue for the Oilers is they're not looking for picks. They don't want futures back. They'd like to get a player that they can use in their lineup. And that part, when you consider the cap situation that the Oilers have, having to move dollars in and dollars out, um, is not going to be easy, let alone to find someone that the Oilers would find some value in that's in a similarly maligned position. It's not an easy transaction to make, and that's really what they're looking at. Does he have value? Yeah, he does. Because I think the real story about Broberg is, unlike some players that are in this spot, it's not that he's been tested necessarily and failed. It's more so that there's the unknown, and that cuts both ways for teams that are interested. The reports have been really mixed. And going back to your chicken and egg point, in talking to other GMs around the league, they're like, I'm looking through my reports on Philip Broberg, and some are good. And some are really not good. And I chalk that up to a guy that has really struggled to find a consistent spot in the lineup where every mistake that you make isn't hanging over your head. And that part is hard. I think the interesting thing with Broberg is when he's had the opportunity, he's like made a mistake and he's just fallen off a cliff a little bit from there. But I wanted to ask you, Frank, about 
the development of Oilers prospects. Like, it's not like there's a pipeline coming through now, right? And this is another first round pick that's struggling to make any impact. Like, should the Oilers be worried about where they're at in the development sense of things? Yeah, I think not only worried from that perspective in that, like, if you're talking about opportunity, like, he should be getting opportunity somewhere for the Oilers, which is a huge part of it. And then the other part is an asset management question that I think is a really significant one to ask. You know, should the Oilers be in a spot, given where they are cap-wise, that Brett Kulak is is eating those minutes that Philip Broberg could be? Like, wouldn't you rather... You know what Brett Kulak is, and he's really struggled at times this season. And... Like, wouldn't you rather move Brett Kulak and get a return on him, which you know you can get, and then solve the question and answer it for yourself about Philip Broberg versus keeping Kulak, the known commodity who makes a lot more, and then finding out with Philip Broberg somewhere else that he's actually pretty good. With Brett Kulak on the ice this season at five on five, the Oilers have been outscored 19 to 11. Um, That's the exact same number as Philip Broberg. Both are go. 19 to 11 at I mean, five on how five. How old's Kulak now? Like 30? 29. 29. I mean, that is the drop-off you'd get from a Kulak to a Broberg. $2 million in savings you're getting with that as well. Like That's, that's my a, point. $2 million in savings plus then exhausting your development and growth factor at a time when you need players on cheap deals contributing to your team and answering the question of, Hey, maybe do we have something here that's better than we think it could be? And the thing just on that too, on the forward group, you look at a guy like Raphael Lavoie, who's played what seven games now this season, but instead the Oilers are choosing to go with a veteran guy like Adam Ernie. It's like, well, the upside is there with the Broberg all over these veteran guys, like a Kulak, I suppose, or, or an Adam Ernie or a Gagne. I'm not saying they're not playing well, but you have a better chance of getting more out of those guys than what they, get him out of everybody else right now. I I think I agree with what you're saying and I understand your premise, but the reality is that clearly the Oilers and their coaching staff doesn't see it the same way. And maybe that's all that matters is they find a lot more comfort in those guys than the question mark guys. Well, you, well the NHL is not a developmental league. Right? It goes back to that. So but like, sometimes Robert team is spending his whole time in the AHL. Yeah, but Why are we trying teams to force find them? ways to to squeeze these guys in and give them their experience, right? Like, I mean, is this, and I love this tweet from Bruce McCurdy yesterday, but like, these are the Ken Holland draft picks. I mean, Dylan Holloway last season played how many games? Half the season, 41, 50 games. How many of those games did he play like four minutes? Like at some point you're just spinning your tires. And like Frank said, there's a cap element to it. As much as the NHL is not a developmental league, man, if Raph Levon, Dylan Holloway were both bona fide top nine guys this year on their ELCs, Maybe, and if you would have known that or had confidence in that coming into the year, maybe you don't give Connor Brown that contract. Maybe you don't feel the need to do that, right? Like, as much as it's not a developmental league, Frank, you do need guys chipping in on their ELCs. Dallas has Wyatt Johnson scoring 20 goals for dirt cheap. A hundred percent. And and here's the thing. Um, I think without really getting into all that played out yesterday, and there was certainly some happening behind the scenes, I think that's been a point of frustration from the management side of things that um, I think the way Philip Broberg was handled was a significant negative check mark against Jay Woodcroft as part of everything that had gone on leading up to his dismissal. It's not 
you know, the big reason why he's not here anymore. But I think there's certainly a facet of management. You, you know, look at the draft record that they wanted to see some more opportunity and more consistent play to take the heat. You know, Liam, you just hit it on the head. You see him make a mistake and he falls off a cliff. Hmm. Well, if you know that you're going to be out of the lineup, if you make a mistake, you're way more likely to make one. And so you, you have to give guys runway. And the problem for the Oilers is they've started poorly. Last year, they had tough stretches. Again, they were, you know, they were in a dog fight in the standings in January. They've had stretches where they can't just provide runway to players. They've had to have people that they rely on and trust a lot more instead of trying to build and find that trust. And I think it's still a negative check mark um, for Jay Woodcroft. All right. Uh, this was a very good conversation. We went way longer on Broberg than I thought we would, but it, it really does kind of poke holes in some organizational deficiencies, I think. Um, but Jack Campbell, I mean, we we're talking about how you need cheap players on your roster. The Oilers have an expensive player not on their roster in Jack Campbell. Uh, we thought for a moment there after those three good American League games that, hey, maybe they look to bring him back. And then the game against Texas happens. He's going viral for all the wrong reasons. Um, we had Gazdag on yesterday, and he's like, dude, you sit and watch Hockey Night in Canada on a Saturday night. The Oilers aren't even playing, and they're showing Jack Campbell highlights. Like, It's frustrating from the perspective of he just can't seem to get things back on the rails. I don't think they can trust him at the NHL level right now. Do you think Oilers management believes they can trust him at the NHL level? I think they're skeptical, and I think... Like, think about how close Jack Campbell was. Just get through that one game and you're probably back in the NHL. I'm not saying it's today because they would have had to lose a forward. And with the rest that Stuart Skinner just got, no real reason to bring him up at this exact moment in time. But get through that one game and you might change your fortunes a little bit. Now, I think they look at it and they say, oof, don't really want to find out the hard way. And more than that, um, they're in such a tough spot moving forward. I think they have to at least give him one more crack because I think they have to exhaust and, and leave that question answered so that when they go out and make a move and move his salary somewhere else, they know that they're getting something back that they can really rely on. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you need to give him one more crack. It just can't come when you're sitting 30th place in the NHL. Like that's why I said last week, you got to wait till later in December. You can probably trust Pickard for a game or two. If you want to play him against Chicago or whatever, but you probably got to wait. I thought Liam made an excellent point though. Last week about uh, getting out of his cap ahead of the deadline. It's in a way, in a way, Frank, it could be double dipping. If they can clear out Campbell's salary and sit, and I know this maybe isn't ideal, but have like 3 million bucks in cap space at the end of the season. Connor Brown's bonus doesn't hurt them as much next year. And all of a sudden, getting out from Campbell this year, if you don't spend the money immediately, it's parlayed into like an extra $8 million in cap space next year with the Brown bonus and Campbell off the books. I I get what you're saying, but I'd be shocked if they ended the year with any cap space. This is not a year. And if you're getting into the playoffs or you're making a run, you're not leaving any stone unturned. This is a burn the boats type of year for the Edmonton Oilers. I don't think they're sitting here going, oh, well, maybe we should look ahead to next year and and not have an overage. The whole design with Connor Brown was everyone knew the cap was going up for next year and you could afford essentially to eat into next year's increase 
by virtue of not having one this year with Brown. And so that was part of the thought process. And now I think it's of paramount importance. If you don't trust Jack Campbell, that you have to pay the significant price to move him somewhere else to then be able to fill other spots on your roster, which certainly will need upgrades. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is like getting out of Campbell's one layer, upgrading the goaltending's one layer, but you need help in the bottom six. You might want to upgrade the right side of your blue line because yeah. you're an injury away from that looking real thin. So it just feels like there's so many options for them to actually like move a little bit of money and get creative with it. Like if you Fogel's move, on the trade targets, like Fogel's on your board. Like if you move Fogel, there's an option for you to get maybe two bottom six players, right? That can play a role there. And I just hope the Oilers are thinking that way as well. Well, not only that, but I would say the other thing is they have to get aggressive. Mm-hmm. I'm writing a story for Daily Faceoff for Friday in which I say Patrick Alvin is the front runner for GM of the year. Why? Because he's made five out of the last eight trades in the NHL. Look at the Canucks and look at how they've passed the Oilers. Don't sit here and tell me how hard it is to make a trade when someone out is out here moving four million bucks in cap space. You can do it. You've got to. You've got to make calls. You've got to be willing to be aggressive. You've got to get out there and not have it look so complete in the meantime. You know they they find a fortuitous spot in the Chicago Blackhawks for Anthony Beauvillier after Taylor Hall goes down for the season. They have Corey Perry's contract terminated and they pounce. Then they turn around and take that cap space and trade for Nikita Zadorov. The the Vancouver Canucks have changed out four of their six defensemen in the last nine months. And even on top Don't of tell that, me it can't be done. Like look at Rob Blake Amen. in the same division. And then you have Kelly McCrimmon, is that his name with Vegas? Like you have the top three teams in the division being aggressive whenever they can be. To make their team better, and then you have Ken Holland just sat on his hands, not doing anything at the moment. Was the others are what 29th in the NHL? Kelly McCrimmon's a stone cold killer in Vegas. <laughs> the LA Kings have depth coming out the wazoo. Like, mm-hmm. think about Quinton Byfield. I think, we, and we talked about this today on Daily Face Off Live, me and Tyler. The idea that if you were to tell me right now the Kings are the best team in the West, I, d- I don't know that I could argue you out of that. And then to think that. Byfield is now exploding and they have Brant Clark playing in the minors. They're, they're locked and loaded for the next 10 years. And it's because they've drafted well, they've developed well, they've got a good coach. They've made big bets. You've got to, you've got to go all in. And I think the Oilers have been a little complacent. Yes. Patrick Alvin, GM of the year, Todd McClellan, coach of the year, all happening in the Pacific division. Things are going well. Uh, okay, Frank, fair or foul for your last one. This six game homestand will define the Oilers season. Who do they play? Carolina, Minnesota, New Jersey, Chicago, Tampa, Florida. Probably foul. I, f- I told you that they need to get to 41 points in 41 games by the halfway mark. I think they're going to be well ahead of that. I'd say the stretch that will ultimately end up defining their season is the one, you know, sort of right after the coaching change. And they seem to have passed at this point. There's a long way to go, but 
if you had told me that they're playing teams directly above them in the standings, I would look at it a little bit differently, but with a lot of Eastern teams mixed in there, I don't know if it's quite as critical. I lied about that being the last one. Can you give us a testimonial for people maybe considering joining us this year on how much fun the Jasper Pond hockey tournament is? Um, if you like a beautiful resort, if you like pond hockey, a cool and fun uh, hot stove session with myself and the whole group and plenty of uh, of beverages to go around. I mean, if you don't like those things, just don't come. That's, awesome. a, that's a good that's way fair. to put it. Yeah. Shout out to our friends at Tourism Jasper. Excited to be heading back in about six weeks time. Frank, thanks for hopping on and doing this. See you guys. There See you go, Frank. Frank Cervalli, the Star Mechanical Guest Line, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company, and it's been that way for over 20 years. The best in the business. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I wish they were the GMs of the Oilers. Just this team. Like, it's just like, it's like, we've been saying it. It's like, good GMs make shit happen. And it's happening all around us, man. It is all fucking around us. And these are people like mouth. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. Just keep going. I'm just being an asshole. Oh my I agree, Jay. Like it is, it is, I hate the excuse of like, do you realize how difficult it is? It's like, well, everyone else does it. Like, like why can't constant you do retooling? That? There's the missed opportunities. And then it also goes back to like, we're talking about like, you know, mismanaging our assets, but let's be fucking honest. Our assets aren't that good, but they're not good yeah. because of the development of the team. You uh, like, I like agree, is, but, is, is like Lavoie is on Lavoie. Like he's got to like, you know, like he's in the AHL. He's got to be, you know, this stud and he shows glimpses of mm-hmm. it. Roberg should have just stayed in there until he was overripe. Cause that guy needs his confidence. And then obviously the coach needs confidence in him. 
Because like his like Broberg's knock was like he's got all the tools, but does he have the toolkit? Right, and we're seeing at the NHL level the toolkit isn't there. Stepping on a stick in the middle of the ice, falling down, and it resulting. Well, in the that way you feel bad for, but like when you're, wait, but, but like when you when you're fucking when you're spiraling down, so like it, that's just shit. Like that's gonna happen. And that's unfortunate. It's crap like that irritates me too because Robic does that. And you don't see him for the rest of the game. And that is that. Yeah, is, but you shouldn't it, even see him in the game. He should be in Bakersfield. Like but, I, but that he, might that 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 might be a pro, like Brober might be a guy that needs three years of AHL development. Maybe, and I, I think that's fine. I think we're not doing it. So no, that's no, 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 for sure. But it's just like, okay, you see that stuff, and it goes back to the Bouchard debate at the start of the year, and what Frank just said about Woodcroft. The, an X on his was like, he didn't give these ch- guys a chance. Mm-hmm. Where Bouchard makes a mistake, and look how good he is now. Yeah. You know, and this is only like 10 games later from the Minnesota game where he was terrible. Yeah. Well, but you know? that's, but like, what's improved with Bouchard? Just his offense, right? Uh, no, his no, defense he, is the a lot mistakes better. have been cut, I would say, down by 75% in the last I think 10 he's games. Playing a lot more confidently with the puck, I would say. Yeah. But imagine if you did that for Broberg last year. Like, Broberg played 46 games in the NHL last year. Mm-hmm. And now did. somehow he's looks like he's never played a game before every time he steps on the ice. It's crazy. And I, I just think, like, Look, like obviously, you when you scout players and you draft players, you you're not going to hit every single one. Mm-hmm. No, but, when, but, the, but look at some, but look at some of these teams that are in good sure. spots. They it seems like they don't miss. But what? Okay, but every player that goes into the draft is a very good player. So how is it that literally every single player is missed? Like there's not everyone. Every single one is is not good, and that's but because like, of the development of the team. Yeah, a little Jay bit. Yeah. Woodcroft left Bakersfield. Realistically, the others have not really had a good farm yeah. system since Woodcroft left. Like McLeod is probably the last one to come through. Like Holloway had a little bit, and then mostly in the NHL, right? And it's yeah. just like figure it out. Like that's such important stuff, especially when you're in a position where the Oilers are going to be maximum against the cap in an era where the cap has stayed stagnant because of what happened in the real world. And the others can't find anyone in their farm system. So they have to turn to a 30 year old, mm-hmm. 34 year old Sam Gagne and then Adam Ernie, who was waived three times last season to play in their top 12. It's unacceptable. Agreed. Good rant. Yeah. Go off, yeah. Liam. Go off. Go off. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evan Bouchard's only been on the ice for two five on five goals against in the last four games. Good. Progress. That is progress. Like it's, it's yeah, like well, I think collectively the defensive mistakes have kind of reduced, but also now we're getting that save that we weren't getting either, which obviously reduces kind of the impact or just kind of the the optics of those mistakes. Uh, so like that's nice to see, but we still can't hang our hat on our defensive prowess yet. But we are playing better. I would agree. I, I find that the playing better. Not like I think they're playing more structured in the defensive zone, but what has got better is their calmness as a collective group with the puck, yeah. yep. which is then not led to major errors. Yeah, yeah, they're not, they've kind of just like chilled, yeah, they're they're they've just relaxed. chilled, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, you're just the chilled, and just like you said, like every all these guys are good, so but just rely on your skills and mm-hmm. let that drive it and 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 kind of go from there. But oh man, it's it's so frustrating, this is so frustrating. Uh, you know, because we get caught in our bubble and like, yeah, you see Vancouver make this trade here, and then you're not really paying too much attention to it. But then you, when you have Frank outline it like that, you're like, I'm embarrassed. This is embarrassing. And this is how we're mismanaging McDavid and and uh and Drysaddle is that we haven't been in this constant state of retool. Vegas always retooling. 
Always. It's never good Swap enough. Riley Smith, get Ivan Barbashev kind of thing. It's right? never good enough. They're always seem to be in on everything. They're they're willing to take like they took a flyer on Aiden Hill. Look at that payoff. Yeah. Like imagine we took a flyer on Aiden Hill, like and didn't have to sign Jack. That's also a little bit of luck, though. They signed Aiden Hill to be their third goal. I called it a flyer. Yeah, it's a flyer. Yeah, right. But like, I mean, that'd be like if but like, but, the, but you 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 dip, like you gotta but you're making moves. Like yeah. it's it's kind of the yeah. sum of all the parts. It, is it is it lucky? No, or maybe it, it's not. Yeah. It well, there was, a they, they're scouting. system. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a scout there that says mm-hmm. this guy's got promise. Let's like, let's him. like like let's try to get him. Because mm-hmm. like our goaltending also isn't that great. It's like you had two backups is your one A and one B. And mm-hmm. I think the LA Kings are a good example of that too. What you wait at. till they get a goalie. They have one. Cam Talbot is like Cam a one point six eight goals in the league. Yeah, right but now. It, but is but like he also got a real good defense score from a real good team from. Like imagine you had a good goal, like a really good goalie there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's why they that's probably should have well. gotten Hellebuck over Dubois, but but now here they are, first in the West or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's hard to occupy. All right, I want to get to some takes there. people are having over on the Finning Cat YouTube chat. Register, bid, win. The Finning online timed event is here, but today is the last day. Time is running out. For your chance to bid, head to finning.com slash bid. Sign up on register today. Start browsing. Uh, limited time to get back in the mix. We got a comment here when we brought up a Fogel trade from Tendo who said, can't see us winning a Fogel trade. Warren Fogel has not scored in 16 games. So I feel like we probably would win a Warren Fogel trade. What does Jack Campbell have to say there? Uh, Jack Jack was chiming in and said, being called up would be the best Christmas present ever. <laughs> Pickard, Tuss, and Baco isn't as big as my Edmonton home. So shout out to Jack for tuning in. Um, that's got to be the same guy who does Daryl Sutter, right? I, I hope not. I hope it's two different people. Yeah, me too. Daryl, right. if you're in the chat, show yourself. Prove that you're not the same person I, as Jack. Open invitation to everyone to have alter egos in the chat. <laughs> yeah. I think it's hilarious. So is this from YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah. Lance says we're very salty today at Nation HQ. Well, it's kind of, but Lance, isn't it kind of like when you get the facts presented to you, it's kind of like embarrassing? The, the truth hurts. The truth does hurt. And especially it's happening right down the road over there in Vancouver, which hurts even more. Well, for me. Yeah. yeah. There's another thing that is, is irking me a little bit too. Go off. Because of what we've Are seen. Are you irked? I am, consider me irked. <laughs> Conazari has the same amount of points as Dylan Holloway in his career, and Conazari's played 15 NHL games, and they were drafted in the same year. What did Calgary do with Zari last year? Left him in with the Wranglers for the entire year, played, he had a great season, started the year there, and now he's come in, and I think he has 11 points in like 15 games, something like that. Where Dylan Holloway, granted, before he got injured, seemed to have been finding his rhythm a bit. Great game against Seattle. But you also wasted 56 of his games by just playing him five minutes a night in the, in the NHL when you could have just played him as a top six forward you in gotta, the American League. Like, you, you, like, like the issue has to be forced. Yes. For them to come into the lineup. 100%. They shouldn't be decided without that. Zari has 11 points in 15 games. There you go. Wow. Drafted like. I think he was 23rd overall in that same draft, 20 or something like that, 27th, something. He's so good. So good. 24. A lot of passion in that kid. I love it. They got him. They got Peltier. Like Dustin Wolf played last night for them. Yeah. They win? He came in in relief. Yeah, they lost to many, which is good ish news for the Oilers. Um, All right. Giddy up. 
Let's get to the. I've said giddy up four times today. I think I need to stop that. Oh, my crotch. Did you watch an episode of Yellowstone last night or something? Yeah, someone made that. It's Kramer from Seinfeld. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Charm Diamond Game Notes. Charm Diamond Centers is proudly Canadian owned and operated since 1972 with more than 85 locations across the country through Charm and their sister brands. Do you want a chance to win $5,000? All you need to do is show off your pro pose. Tag at Charm Diamonds on Instagram in a poster story with a video or photo of your pro pro pose. And be sure to hashtag the propose to be entered. For more information, go to CharmDiamondCenters.com. The Carolina Chuck pro pose watch. Carolina's 14, <laughs> nine and one on the season, six, three and one in their last 10. They started the year three and four mm-hmm. and could not keep a puck out of their net to save their life. Since then, they've gotten a lot better in that regard. So in October, they were 17th in five on five goals against 22nd in penalty kill percentage in November, their goals against per 60 seventh best in the NHL. So they really shot up into the top 10 there. And now they've only allowed three goals against in two games so far in the month of December. So Carolina, after a bit of a sluggish start, seemed to have found or gotten themselves back on the right track here a little bit. So it's going to be uh it's gonna be a tough one tonight. Like when you look at this six game stretch for the Oilers, again, some I think winnable games. New Jersey's hit the shits a little bit. Minnesota, I know they've been good since the coaching change. Chicago's not that great. Tampa Bay's really struggling this year. Like there are some spots to get wins here. Tonight is one where you need your A plus effort if you're gonna win. Oh man, do we ever? This is <laughs> probably the toughest team they'll face on this homestand, right? Yeah, it's Carolina or Florida. And I think yeah. the way what Carolina did to you last time you played them, yeah, needs to be that's bulletin bulletin. Yeah, I like how bad you were, but that third period onwards, we're a different team. A different team. Third period. So mm-hmm. they they got to keep playing at that standard of of where they need to be at. And, you know, wasn't it Carolina with the Stanley Cup favorites with us at the start of the season? Yeah. Prove yourself worthy tonight. A lot of people had this as their Stanley Cup final matchup this year. Mm. Except they'll go the other way. <sighs> uh, Auntie Ranta, I believe, is expected to get the start. Your uncle, but your auntie? Sure. <laughs> 3.33 goals against average. His numbers are worse than Stuart Skinner's. So maybe that's an area you look to... Uh, Wow, that was crazy. You wanted his last five games? All right. Pull him up. So five games ago, gave up four goals on 34 shots against Florida. Okay, not terrible. Two goals on 28 shots against Pittsburgh. Came in for that like weird relief or whatever against Edmonton. Allowed one goal on eight shots. Pretty good. Oh, he got injured. Oh, sorry. He got hurt. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Um, And then against Tampa Bay, he gave up eight goals on 14 shots. Oh, what? Okay. (laughs) He's feeling it. That's not a misprint? (laughs) No. Not a misprint, and they didn't even yank him. They were like, "You're good." Oh no, you're gonna ride this one out. Oh play, play 59 minutes and 54. What was seconds. the final score of that game? I honestly have no well, that's idea. Gonna, well, then he's gonna come in here I'm mad. But he played one more game, and then he gave up two goals on 22 shots against Winnipeg. So he bounced back a little bit. But the point is, this dude has been wildly inconsistent this year. Wow. Like, he's got a game in the 700s for save pen- percentages. Oh, that well, game in the 400s. That I know. Yeah. They lost 8-2, yeah. and Tampa Bay scored five in the third period. That would explain and he only allowed 14, they only allowed 14 shots. He had a save percentage of 0. .429. Ooh, that'll bring down the average. <laughs> My God. Mm-hmm. Let's light him up. Stuart Skinner is expected to get the start tonight for the Edmonton. 
in Oilers. And that is a guy who has started to put together some pretty decent stretches here yep. as of late for the team. He's got that save percentage up to 881. The path back to 900 continues for our boy Stu. He's got a winning record on the season as well. So uh, I'm excited to see what they can get out of Stuart Skinner tonight. Keep in mind, a rested Stuart Skinner tonight. The, the save percentage does not look good by any means. <laughs> well, isn't league average like 901? Uh, he's yeah. still down from it, but I mean, he's not too far away from being just an average goalie in this league. And I mean, when you take away, when you look at his last like five games or so, he's been yeah. pretty good. That's why save percentage sucks. Explain. Because <laughs> he doesn't pay the picture of everything, right? Like one or two no, bad games can them. really, really bring it down. Like, yeah. like random. I'll explain it to you. 88% of the time, when you shoot on Stuart Skinner, it's going to go in. <laughs> Or sorry, he's going to stop it. But not in his last like three. <laughs> Probably like 90. In his last five games, he has a 903. There you go. Which and that includes that average. stinker yeah. against Carolina. And the funny thing is like, we're celebrating. Okay, remove Carolina. What? Remove Carolina. Remove Carolina. Uh, uh. <laughs> so that would be his last four games? Yeah. Uh, I'm not good at this. Okay, just uh, win. It's a simple addition. Just no, no, it's not. Yeah, uh, it 931 in his last There four. we go. That's the number. There you go. Exactly. Uh, progress. That that's the number. I think you take it. Take but we've been winning games. That's the yeah. delta of 0.5%. And he's been playing, he's been playing well in them and been playing a role in them. And 5%, I, yeah. I think for me, save percentage is like a bit of a maybe a five-game stretch kind of thing to paint a picture of how that goalie actually is. Also, I mean, you it know? doesn't factor in quality of shots, right? Like, yeah. Andy yeah, Ranta exactly. gave up eight goals on 14 shots. So over 80 games of a guy's 920 or 890, who gives a well, shit? Like, no, you can obviously... There's certain aspects where it works really well and you, like, get the image, but, like, to get the idea of how that goalie is playing going into that game, then you shouldn't look at, like, oh, save percentage on the year is 881, but, like, oh, in his last five, he's 931, or whatever Tyler just said. Yeah, you could break it up, but ultimately it is the full season of work. No, I agree. I just don't like it. Because it gives you that like baseline of consistency. I think I'm the opposite of you. I think over the course of the season, I like it. In a short sample, like again, if you looked at random, we're like 429 save percentage against Tampa. But then you go watch and it's like three breakaways from Kucherov. Or or Gagne scores two goals uh, with Edmonton. He's like, oh, he's going to score 160 goals this year. He's on pace. (laughs) Yes. I know what save percentage is, by the way, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just hate it. Twelve percent of the time, the puck is going in. It's not so bad. if we well, if we get forty shots, that's five goals. Well, don't allow forty. <laughs> Simple solution. I'm a little confused. I don't know. Four point eight. Actually, well, there you go. There's your game notes for our uh, for for Charm Diamond Centers. <laughs> Let's get back to the proposed talk. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, or not. Um, <laughs> all right, let's continue along with the program today. We got about 15 minutes left in the show. Um, where should we go next? Let's get to our Sherwood Ford Giant Keys to victory because that kind of ties in to what we were just doing. Not only are they brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giants, but it's also brought to you by Sherwood Power Sports and Marine, opening up in February 2024 in the heart of Sherwood Park, their new state-of-the-art facility with that sleek all-black exterior. Sleek. <laughs> And their 91,000 liter test pool, which will come in handy if, you, if you're maybe looking to what? test out or buy a new fishing boat, pontoon, pontoon boat, ATV. No, not ATV test pool, not an ATV. I wonder how deep it's going to be. You're just going to just rip into the pool, the quad. <laughs> the diving board. If it's amphibious. Hey, hey, maybe. Is there a depth on that? 91,000 91, liters 000 down. Do you, down. Do you know that? <laughs> Do you know that swimming pool? I think it's in Abu Dhabi. 
Oh, uh, super deep one. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if we can get that in short pocket. The short power sports marine. That's like well, but is it, it, it short power sports and submarine? Oh, is it? No, submarinean. Uh, that would be maybe one day. Maybe we can get a little extension on that. Yeah, I uh, I used to know a guy who'd build his own submarines. What? Oh no, <laughs> bad joke. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Turn for giant key to victory. It, it uh, high sandwich artist or, or is this a joke to the one that exploded recently? <laughs> That was your boy. Interesting. What was his name? Right. Stay away from him. <laughs> I don't think you'll be seeing him. My key to victory tonight's going to be Stuart Skinner. I think the <laughs> I think the Oilers are going to be a little sluggish coming out of the gate tonight. Yeah, good. I think they're going to need Stu to stand on his head for like the first fifteen minutes of the game. I think Carolina is going to come out, pepper him, probably get some quality looks. I just I don't trust that the Oilers will come out and be guns ablazing right from the drop of the puck tonight. So Stuart Skinner, keeping them in the game for the first 15 minutes, Violet. that's your key to victory. Yeah. Mine's get the first goal. I think that's going to be, like, get the first goal and just really give it to them because that's what they did to you when you played them and they they made the Oilers look terrible in mm-hmm. every aspect of the game. And I think that might have been my lowest point this season on that team. And they, this team lost to San Jose. I think that yeah, Carolina, Carolina game lost. was that felt like rock bottom. Was brutal. Mm-hmm. So I would say give it some bad. Put forty shots on them, so you score five goals, or just fourteen because you'll score eight. Jay or giant key to victory. Good, good. Okay. Well, I agree with everything you said, Tyler. Like Stuart Skinner, came into it. So I'm going to try to manifest what I want them to do. And I want them as a key to victory to be shot out of a cannon uh, in the first period and get up three real quick and set the tone saying, hey, Carolina, we remember. And then never give up. Never, um, ever give up. Ever. Never, never stop. Never, never give up on your dreams. Never back. stop stopping. Never stop. Never stop. And never pop star. Yeah. Nice. My, I got a key to victory. Okay. What's up, Aaron? And for me, mine, and we kind of talked about it earlier. My key is Mark Stewart, more specifically the face-offs and whatnot mm, with the sick. big break that we've had here to practice. Mm-hmm. If he's been able to turn around this face-off crew and the penalty kill this quickly, what can you do with five days off? I like the set plays off of draws I've seen lately. If you can continue that, also looking here, we have the same exact face-off percentage as Carolina, 51.1. I feel like that can be... a. I've just noticed it a lot lately is we're winning draws in the defensive zone. We're winning it in the offensive zone, set play, and then you keep the puck in there for another 30, 40 seconds. I've really seen this impact, and he's only done that on the fly, Mark Stewart, that is. So I'm very curious to see what he's been able to do with all of these these days off and all these practice days. And as you pointed out, Liam, Mark Stewart was a defenseman, and I do not understand why he's been able to impact it like this, but keep rolling. Stewart. Stuart. Um, <laughs> nice, Daki. Nice. <laughs> I got a question for you, Tyler. We we spoke with Gazzy yesterday, and he spoke about the coaching. Yeah. The other way, me the other day, me and you had a debate of that the Woodcroft decision. What was it exactly? The change hasn't changed anything. Well, they're not. They're not winning games because of the coaching change. They're just the same old Oilers. Do you still again. stand by that point, or yes. have you changed a little bit? No, I think they would have done this with Woodcroft. I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Whatever you just said. Sounds amazing. Whatever Liam says, I always trust. Yeah. And you're a fraud. 
Well, that, well, they have it, folks. They have it. Well, that's what I said. Like, pretty much, like these other coaches <laughs> are now being given opportunities to coach in different ways. And he wasn't winning hockey games. Like, I'm not saying Woodcroft is a bad coach by any means because that would be wrong. You see, you see Jay Woodcroft at the U of A Golden Bear game. I I never seen him. I've never seen him there personally. No, saw Ken Holland there once though. So he's well, a, that's yeah. kudos. And what about yeah. uh, Chuck Knobloch? I have seen him at Golden Bears games. What about Derek Ryan? I've seen him at Golden Bears. What about Matt Berlin? Uh, yes. See him in the net, actually. Yeah, I see him in the net. So the only guys I know. All right. Well, there you go. How did they do the other day against the Griffins? I would imagine destroyed them. Yeah, they blew them out. Yeah, what was the score? Actually, no, I shouldn't say they blew them out. It was close for a little bit. Are those are, are they rivalry games? Like, yeah, people, kind like, of. The, the a lot Griffins, of those guys played each other in like the AJ and stuff. So yeah, they had a little bit of the animosity. Griffins have only been a U Sports team for what, maybe five years now? Yeah. So. Can you name the two former Crusaders that are Golden Bears? Uh, yeah. We already looked Bruce, at this, didn't we? Bruce McGregor and Tana Finkirk. And he doesn't actually play. Matt, well, you asked. So there's oh, there's three. There's Matt, four. Matt Berlin. Yeah. And oh, the other one. What position does he play? Forward winger, big winger. Oh, barely played with the crew. Short cup of coffee. It was a cameras Kodiak cameras product. Oh, uh, Kendall. Jacob Kendall. Good there job. You go. Shout out to the Golden Bears. Shout out to the They're crew. Big nice. win last night actually against the Kodiaks. Oh, the crew did. Five players going to represent Canada at the World Junior A for the crew. Who scouts that team? Is that the know. World Juniors. World Junior A. Sorry, World Junior A. <laughs> Jason's is it a world brother? junior eight? Yeah. It's um it's yeah, obviously a little bit lower than uh than the world juniors, but there's always like I don't know other teams that go, but usually like a Denmark will go. Yeah. So one year it was in Bonneville and Denmark had uh Ehlers and like Oliver Bjork strand on the team and was playing in Bonneville. Oh, I just lit it up. Yeah, and then they went to the World Juniors and got absolutely smacked. Ah, so that's usually how it goes. I think they won that tournament. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. It's fun. Five from the Crusaders going. All right. People have been hitting us up in the chat about this. Uh-oh. It is time for our Otani update. It is brought to you by Greta, an amazing spot in downtown Edmonton to go watch the game. Liam and I have something, Jay. And we're going to present this to you as us asking for a day off later in the year. Um, if the Jays sign Otani, oh. we both get Otani jerseys. We get to watch opening day at Greta, and we buy a round of shots for everyone who's there. Can we do that? It involves taking the afternoon off work. And can I be a part of it? I can guarantee. <laughs> well, I, I think you're invited to if you want. I think we should go a step further. Okay. Yes. And we have to try to figure with figure this out. But I feel like it should be like uh, we do a pre, we do like an announcement party, like we a welcome party for Otani, a welcome party for Otani. welcome to the Blue Jays uh, Shohei Otani party in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, and then maybe we give away. We we try to do a, a trip for opening day. Oh, oh, that would be unbelievable! I've never been to the six. Now, are you back believing? Really? Yeah. Can I read you the quote from? Well, there's, <laughs> there's so I, much smoke now about it, but then everyone's like, "But the Dodgers are still like the number one favorite." But like the Blue Jays are the leaders, and then some GMs say it could be anyone, and I'm like, "Oh wow, this is so concrete." Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Phillips on TSN today mm-hmm. quote: "I would personally think the Blue Jays are the." Favorite favorites to land him right now. I would give them a greater than 50% chance of landing him. Oh my goodness. Woo, that's all I needed to hear. See, oh, be still my beating heart. Uh, <laughs> Very Shakespearean. Of you. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'm at 50, 50 right part now. Of your proposals speech. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 50, 50 right now. The Jays and Dodgers. He met with the Dodgers on Sunday and then got on a plane and flew across the country 
to go tour the Jay's Dunedin facility. If you are not seriously considering, that's yeah. not something you do to drive it's, up the price. It shows seriousness for sure. Also, people are going back and like watching the Ross Atkins avails. He did a radio hit with MLB Network where he's like giggling and laughing and like just looks so relaxed. And they said, do you know a timeline on Otani's decision? And he said something along the lines of, not one I'm comfortable sharing, but we're very fortunate to be one of the teams considered. Dude, he knows. They know it's happening. It is. Man. You're oh. so fired up right now. This is I, <laughs> Like, yeah. Dude. Otani. Uh, Scott Mitchell, lead reporter at TSN, covers the Blue Jays, has done a great job on it for a number of years. Tweeted last night at 1110 Mountain, 110 in the morning. Spidey senses are tingling on Otani, y'all. I might have to stay up for three days straight. So that's another thing too. It seems like his decision is being pushed forward a little bit, right? Uh, John Heyman saying the decision will be made by the end of this weekend. No way. Show wow. <laughs> Man, this is massive. We Should we go? <laughs> when it happens, should we go live? Tyler? Yes. yes. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, a million okay. times, yes. Well, Mother and Oilers Nation every day. Yes. Otani, Otani Nation every day. We will yeah. be called the Otani Nation for that day. We'll rebrand the show. Otani every day. Well, I can, yes, we, we can, can do that. that. Yeah. Can do that. <laughs> That's how obsessed I am with this. Jay, I have a question for you. I don't think we discussed this on Real Life when I was on last week, but... Okay. Would Otani signing in Toronto be the biggest free agent signing in North American sports history? I saw our boy Avery the other day. It was like, no, Rocket is yeah, that that was, uh, uh, I don't no, know. That. Well, <laughs> like that was a big deal at that point in time because that, yeah. like that was a big deal for the CFL. Like, yeah. but like it's still like this is this is like this is worldwide. This is like V Rat Coley signing with a new. IPL team, big. Who? Oh, uh, the cricket. Yeah, <laughs> like the most, well, yeah, probably the, the most followed athlete. Well, not very close. He's the best cricket in the world. But I guess sure. this is like Messi level of proportion. Yeah. Now, obviously, because this thing, like the whole, like you're gonna have to learn to speak Japanese for for Blue Jays radio, probably. Oh, that would be Mr. Beast does that, doesn't he? With his with his Spanish audience, he has Spanish overlays. Oh, like, like, cause like, they're, they're, like, 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 there's going to be a whole new world of attention. So is this the big, the biggest sports signing in, in North American history? It's the most expensive at 550 million guaranteed. Money, money I'm trying aside. to think of others. The only other that I could really think of in my time would be like Alex Rodriguez. Oh, signing with the Yankees, but that's not even like like this is like Yao Ming. Like I'm thinking like from a global. Yeah, okay, there's, yeah. there's two other ones. I think it's Messi and LeBron. When LeBron signed in Miami. And when Messi obviously yeah, because basketball is a big sport, yeah. So, but this is on that level. I think this is number three. I think I have those two above. I think Messi's one. Messi's one. Well, Bex has got to be. The oh yeah, three. Beckham. Because that was that changed everything. That changed maybe even North American sports. To be honest. Well, this will change. Ooh, this one. would change Blue Jays fan in Canada. Yes, I become a big fan. It would be, I think it would do more for Blue Jays fandom than the 2015 playoff run. Oh, which oh, I think converted Hundy, yeah. a lot of current Jays fans. Into yeah, Jays. Hundy. Like, this is, mm-hmm. this is mad. Like, this would be like the biggest sports, Canadian sports signing. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like, obviously, because everything else is hockey related. The, unless The only other one is Kawhi. But yeah, that's Kawhi. Not, that was a trade. And he didn't want to be here. Yeah, and then he <laughs> left. 
so, and they won, but still, like, yeah. I, that's in a like that's still in a bit of a vacuum. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing. Like this is like like Canada's GDP is impacted by Shohei Otani signing with the Blue Jays. I don't even know what that means, but I believe you. All right, dollar there's price. a price. Ah, growth there. dollar price. Ah. Is that it? Growth gross domestic product. Yeah. So, so it's basically it's it's, it's it's the metric that measures the economy, right? It's it's a dollar value. But like just think about it. Like now there will be like 10 direct flights to Japan every day into Pearson on a, on day before day before Blue Jay game days or whatever. Like it's just it's gonna be insane. And then just Canadians are subscribed to it, and then it's gonna put Canada on the map in in Japan. Not to say that it already is, but like like the economic impact of this is insane, not let, let alone what it means for Rogers. Dangerous <laughs> <laughs> is so funny. What was that? Three cheers for Nate. <laughs> okay. We got to move along with the show today. Um, let's get to do, do, do Wendy's game. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Anyone still alive? No. I am. I am. No. I, well, I want to blame Liam for I'm being out. getting kicked out last week. I was on a heater and he's like, oh, I like to do the hits ones. I'm like, I will ride yeah, with I, you, son. That and was, that was like the flames. Like, I don't even know if got double digit hits. They got 11. I looked. I'm so sorry. Uh, but it's okay. If it makes you feel any better, which you probably won't. Tyler talks me out of my Kucherov goal on Monday to go with Sebastian Aho point and Kucherov scored and Aho didn't get a point. So nice one. So the lesson about the Wendy's game is do not Don't consult Evers. Literally. Oh, you're you're what do we got tonight? I'm out, so I can't play. So it's, it's not for tonight. Oh, it's for tomorrow. tomorrow. So but it goes Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Right? It only goes for the big slates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. I do gotcha. believe, but this is the option for Thursday. You got some time to mull it over. The Bruins only average 17 and a half hits per uh, 60. So you probably don't want to catch Robertson that. point. Not on that one. Mm. Yeah, what the hell is that even about? The Sens are playing shots. the Leafs. Uh, so there's your power play goals. No way. The Bruins are playing close. the Sabres. I'm going to go Avalanche Jets. Abs over the Jets. All right. I don't dig yeah, that. I may as well. There you go. Uh, I'm out, but that doesn't mean I can't go enjoy Wendy's new chicken strips and French toast sticks combos. Right. Tried it. I did the chicken and French toast stick into the syrup. I took a bite. And you know what was the first word that popped into my head, Liam? Syrup dipitous. Damn right. Damn right. Uh, the menu tonight for our friends at DoorDash for a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. Only four games in the NHL tonight. Stars Panthers at five. Penguins Lightning at five. That should actually be a pretty good game. Golden Knights Blues at seven. And then your dessert is Oilers and Hurricanes at 7.30. Nothing else really going on in the sports world tonight either. So Oilers hockey. Play. Oh, who do the Raps play? The Heat. Don't bet on the Raptors. Don't do that. <laughs> and there's no. no Thursday night football game tomorrow. It's been white. Hey. <laughs> got flexed off the schedule. I wish. Got flexed to the moon. Have you guys, Everybody Aaron, Aaron, watch football. Aaron has seen the over under, but do you want to take a guess? What's the game? Pats Steelers. Steelers Pats. Well, yeah, what do you think the over and a half. It is exactly 29 and a half. Whoa. <laughs> that is an awesome comment. <laughs> Luis <laughs> says for those listening on podcast form, Luis said, Hey, this is cool. I'm actually on my break at work at Wendy's in Medicine Hat. All right. Thanks we'll for tuning game, in, bro. Yeah, How, um, what are they called? French toast, the French toast sticks. Yeah. How are the French toast sticks? And are they also, fun to make? I was talking to my mom about Wendy's yesterday, and she said the baked potatoes at Wendy's. Oh, elite. My mom, my mom ever yeah. got from Wendy's so when I was baked crazy. potato yeah. is elite. Oh yeah. Sometimes I just go and get a baked. Potato. That's what she yeah. does. Taco salad also good. Liam, did you go to Wendy's yesterday? Uh, you said you were going to. You promised. 
Totally. I definitely went. Oh, you have to go tonight <laughs> and post a picture. That's yeah. the rule. I, I wanted to Pixar go. didn't happen. Okay. Let's uh, wrap up this edition of Oilers Nation every day with our Betway game day betting challenge where we default to the champion, Jay, or the leader, I should say, not the champ yet. I couldn't believe it. Uh, that is this. stunning. Jay hits a nine to one parlay that vaults him from one and eight <laughs> and last place to first place at plus 2.26 units. It's a process. Trust the process. That one just like that one to me just jumped off the page. It's so nice when you see one. It's like that. You're like, that's the one. That's it. I that's how I feel about mine. smoked it. Yours is real, Liam. That is a real bet. Bouchard at two plus shots, not three. Well, yeah, he has to get two plus plus and two. So plus. two and a half. Oh, it's two and a half. Well, I just thought I didn't want that's the wording is interesting because yours says three plus. Yep. So shouldn't it be? Oh, he should have been three plus because if he gets three, yeah, he needs three to get three. It. Okay, yeah. but it's plus one twenty. Yeah, it's still good. He's sitting like six straight games. So you need yeah. over two and a half shots. Yeah, that's at, what I'm trying to go for at plus one twenty. That's like he, six. He has not hit it in six straight games. He's hit it in four of his last five. <laughs> Anyone else want to call me out on something? Four of his <laughs> last six. I like your sweater today. Lynn. Five of his last eight. Didn't do my game today. Five of his last ten. Forgot about 50, the game. 50. I still like the bet. Oh yeah, we didn't do your I game. We will do it tomorrow. We yeah, promise. We got yeah. we had too much going on today. Yeah. Tomorrow we promise Liam's game. Sorry, buddy. That's like no, I forgot. Okay, good. Uh, I'm going Hyman and McDavid both to go over two and a half shots on goal at a nice juicy plus one sixty seven on Betway. Zach Hyman has been throwing pucks on net at an incredible, incredible rate. He's had seven in two of his last three games. He's hit this mark in five straight, Liam. Six straight, Liam. That's and that's straight backs. Let me check that. I hey I have his game log right here, pal. Uh, Jay, what do you like tonight? Uh, Oilers money line uh, accompanied with just one McDavid point. That is playing plus money, so it's what two point one. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's good enough because I just I don't I don't want to get too cocky after a big win. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna kind of put it into like the first or second gear. Fair enough. I like Oilers to right. win and Leon two plus points plus three three three, but. Tune in to pre-gaming with Boardsy later, and we'll have some other bets for you. Yeah, that'll get going at six thirty tonight. Yeah, pre-gaming with Boardsy. Okay. If I'm if I'm thinking, I know if I'm chasing the juice tonight, and kind of the homage to the bet that I smoked uh, uh, last week, uh, it'd probably be like an Oilers win accompanied with a McDavid and a Teravainen point. Mm. Teravainen just loves the Oilers. True, he scored last game, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, pregame with Boards tonight to get you set for the game and bring you right up until puck drop. Shout out to Betway, Wendy's, DoorDash, Greta, Star Mechanical for the guest line, Charm Diamond Center, Sherwood Ford, the Giant, Sherwood Power Sports, and Marine. And of course, the Sports Classic Studio will be back tomorrow when you'll have a chance to win $25 donation gear with Liam's game. We'll chat with you at 1201 Mountain. Enjoy Oilers hockey. We're back. Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit OilersNation.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash news ad free. That's Amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.